Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 10, The Next World. And it's aptly titled because... Because it's the aftermath of the big... And that's what battle the guy said, Paul. He said, well, welcome to the next world. Did you catch that in this one? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't like him. Which might be interesting. Um, after we get done, we'll do a little spoiler section. There's a spoiler section about a character very similar to him in the comics, but we're not going to talk anything about it during the episode, just in case you know, some people really don't like to be spoiled, but um, I hope my voice isn't too annoying tonight. I've got a little head something going on, but um, but we decided to go ahead and knock it out anyway and try to get this. We just wanted to go ahead and get it up. So hopefully it's not too annoying. But just to recap, last week, all the new people died. Yep. Well, not all of them, but who? Jesse, Ron, Sam, the wolf. We lost a bunch of people last week. And Carl got his eye shot out by Ron. And we left him while he was still fighting for his life. Yep. So, if you'll notice, last week, all the way, like, the last episode of last, of this season, the last part of this season, through last week, was um, just a few days wasn't very much time had passed. Remember how the first half of season six ended and then it picked right back up where it had ended. There would been like no time lapse or anything. Right. It was yeah, it was the exact moment that it ended. Right. But and and the whole season from the beginning to so how that, long do you figure it was between the the last episode and this episode because they had there was a lot of bodies to clean up. There was a lot of bodies to clean up, and there was a lot of healing for Carl to do too. And Carl was up. I think it was more than just a few days, don't you? It yeah, there was definitely more than that. Um, that's what I was kind of getting at was like from the beginning of season six all the way through the first part of the second half of season six, the first episode of season six. It was only, I mean, a very short time period. Remember, they were looking in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the. I know how we can tell. In this episode opens Michonne's out of toothpaste. I remember the last episode, she had just opened a tube of toothpaste. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So, so. it was at least a tube of toothpaste. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder how long that is. That's different amounts of time for different people. Have you ever noticed? Well, it depends, you know. Some people like to use a lot of toothpaste. Okay. Um, but we start out, what did you think about this, this episode? I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, it, it's, it was okay. I didn't understand a little bit of it, but it was, uh, it was, it was good. There was, I felt like there was a lot of tension because, because of, of the zombies, because of what they did last time, because they killed off people. It's been so much, they... The the whole Glenn thing, uh, they don't care to kill people off. Did you notice, speaking of Glenn and Morgan and some of the others, they didn't show in this episode that Carol? I did notice, yeah. Well, you know why? You say it's budget. They're saving money. No, there you go. They don't have to pay the actors who aren't in the episode, so they use, don't 
always use all the actors just for the. Do you really of, know that, or are you just saying? I'm that? just. It just makes. You're sense. You're just guessing. It makes sense. You don't know if they're like paid for the season and not per episode. A lot of people are paid per episode. Okay. Yeah. In this, or just in general? Uh, based on previous television shows, that I think you should try to find out. I was aware. Of Try how to they find were out how they did it. Well, you know, when I was doing my series, they paid me per episode. <laughs> um, what series was that? You don't remember? Uh, if no. you don't remember, I'm not sure. Okay, I don't, I don't okay, remember. Well, okay, now you've done it. Um, but Gosh. this episode was, it was like, it was like I was watching a different television show. I was still nervous because of what they're likely to do or because what could happen. But it was campy. It yeah. was, it was funny. They made Rick and and Daryl look bumbling and amateurish, and it was almost comical. It was, it was, it was like a like a comic strip. They're running around and chasing. I think they would just make them kind of human and jumping back and forth. I'd, you can't always be Superman. No, you can't. But ask me how I know. Well. But time after time, how how many times did they bumble in this? And both of them are not going to do that repeatedly, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think both of them are going to chase and knock a, knock a truck out of gear. And we start out with Rick and Michonne's in his house, but now we know she stays there. But she's there and she's in a robe and a and a towel in her hair, and more than a feeling's playing on the radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little family scene. The baby's crawling on the floor. The teenager's throwing a ball up against the wall. And um, Did I tell you I met the drummer from Boston? I don't know. When? At the billiards club. He, Did uh, you? Yeah, there's guys in there selling. Uh, he had purchased a Nextel franchise. And yeah, we were talking, he and he said he used to be in a band. And I said, what? A little band? Yeah, he said a little band from... From Massachusetts, and I said, I said, what? I said, would I have ever heard of it? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it's called Boston. And I said, you're a liar. You weren't in Boston. And he was the drummer for Boston. You looked him up. He wasn't just wasn't somebody messing with. Uh, no, it was he was the drummer from Boston. Do you remember his name? No, I don't remember his name. We'll have to look him up. But I did see him at uh, Home Depot in the checkout line, and I I yelled at him and I said, hey. I got more than a feeling, and he didn't, it wasn't, didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else got it either. Everybody. I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> anyway, Michonne is telling Rick that she needs toothpaste. Like you brought up earlier, she's out of toothpaste. Yep. So that's how much time has passed. A yep. whole tube yep. of toothpaste. A whole tube of toothpaste. So anyway, Rick... And Daryl are going to make a run. And the whole beginning of it was like everybody giving was them. that hilarious. <laughs> Eugene, he's telling them to go to the sorghum place. And the, the nutritional benefits and, and, and the and food the situation would go benefits. from, yeah. you know, from what dangerous to hunky-dunky. And Dr. Denise has given them like a grocery list. And, yeah. And I mean, she, we just have like. she wants some. Uh, some uh, pop and it's funny now this is the this is one of the things i liked about the authenticity of daryl's character i mean you know we're from tennessee we're not far from atlanta 
and this thing's supposed to be occurring in Georgia. Right. And everybody down here, if you want a soft drink, what do you say? Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. Right. What kind of Coke do you want? Right. The way we say it. Right. Well, I want an orange Coke, or, or I, I want, want an Sprite. orange Crush, or I want a Sprite. Okay. Or well, I what want kind a Dr. Coke? Pepper. That's right. What yeah. kind of Coke do you want? Okay. So, and they go through it. But up north, it's pop. And Daryl was like, confused. What's pop? What's pop? Yeah. Being Daryl's a native from Atlanta. from our uh, area. Atlanta area. So yeah. Daryl, yeah, you're one of us. You've convinced me. I'm. Uh, I mean, I know you're from California or somewhere, but no, I think he's from Nashville. Is he really? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he moved out. Once you get westernized, it's all. Over. You moved out there for. A I long. came back oh. early enough. It didn't take. Oh. Yeah. Um. But it was just kind of weird how they were just like, it was almost like they were just like on a grocery shopping trip. And they had everybody bringing them their their little Wish list. individual lists of things. I don't know, it was so, just so, so odd feeling. Then they get in the car and they take off and they're even like, it's so lighthearted, but I don't know if you noticed or not. See, this is what they do. I feel like they do this on purpose. As they were driving out of the gate, they pan the camera to the memorial wall and slowly go down the memorial wall as the car was driving out of the gate almost as if to say who's going to be next on this wall so Hmm. it's just something to keep you i feel like in suspense i feel like that added to the tension because why would they show that like that that's a good other on the wall but anyway that's that's kind of what they did, and the kind of things that I noticed combined with last time, so you know, people died. And I have a question. Okay. Why would they take a Chrysler sedan if they're going on a trip to bring back supplies, and you have the trunk in the back seat? Why in the world they have the cho- they have the choice of vehicles? Why don't they take a truck or at least an SUV? I mean, they can load a truck up with everything they need. And also, you don't know what kind of obstacles you're going to encounter on the way there or on the way back. So why not take like a, a off-road capable vehicle or a four-wheel drive or something like that? I don't... I don't fuel efficiency? No, oh, I don't know. Who cares about fuel efficiency? They got No, just the... I was joking. I don't know why. I mean, I... Well, don't you think that would make more sense based on, you know, the the terrain being unsure and 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 they want to bring things back. What if they find, like the truck, they found a big, huge thing, and the truck wouldn't start. Right. Or they, or it wasn't in a truck. It was just on pallets. You know, they got to load the truck, the trunk up, and make a couple of trips. It just doesn't. That that didn't ring true to me. Yeah. Maybe it was because the car had a CD player, and Rick wanted to listen to his ridiculous selection of music. <laughs> He wanted to listen to that. That was another part of it. It was almost, uh, it was just, what, not even poppy. What, what would you call that? That Rockabilly. Yeah, and and loud and with the windows down and, you know, and let me say something else. I mean, you know, we do live close to Atlanta and I don't know what time of year it's supposed to be here. I'm assuming spring because they're planting things, right? We see Maggie planting tomatoes a little bit later on which we plant here in the spring. And um, wouldn't you want the air conditioner on? I mean, if you lived 
in a place where maybe air conditioning was like a real luxury or something. First of all, you need air conditioning here. It's February, and we had our air conditioner on probably three times this month already, right? So why? I don't know. I would just think that in a car particularly, that have the air on to be comfortable. But I don't know. I just thought about that, too. Maybe not, but you're right. Maybe it's not the right. Yeah, time in the spring, it's a good it's a good time to to roll the windows down. Yeah, and the yeah. weather was nice. But I would have preferred Boston. But go ahead. Daryl didn't want the CD in. He's like, no, please, yeah, please, yeah, no. don't do it. Yeah, but he does it, and it's it's just all it's all fun. But you can't get too comfortable in the sun because you never know when an arrow is going to come through the window or whatever you know. And yeah, kill, or somebody's going to you know blow them up or. Or intercept them or jump on top of the car or whatever. Right. But they take off. They're going down the road, flying down the road. And uh, this is where we get the intro. And with the intro, they advertise Better Call Saul. And last week, I had the opportunity to podcast the very first of Season 2 of Better Call Saul on westcoastproject.com. And it was kind of funny because I had talked it up here. I didn't realize I was going to be on there podcasting that. Yes, you did. (laughs) Shameless plug. It was... uh, She knew. Jamie was... She knew. Jamie was supposed to be doing it, and she couldn't do it for the last at, at the last minute. So I got a call, and I got to set in on it. It's the first Better Call Saul podcast I've set in on, but that was pretty fun. But um, but that's a real fun show, and it's a it's a really good podcast to listen to too on WestCoastProject.com. We come back, and Michonne is in the uh, on that watchtower, that guard tower, and she sees somebody walking off with a shovel. We don't. I couldn't tell who it was then. I thought it was I Spencer, either. but I didn't know. And then we go to Maggie, and she goes up to Enid, who's sitting in a gazebo. Yeah, I didn't understand riding. that whole thing there. Yeah, I mean, Enid, I guess they're showing is sullen. But what? But he's, Enid's always sullen. Right. What's new? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't Ma- understand the interaction. Maggie's trying to tell her that she's got family. Yeah, you can come around us. You saved Glenn. You saved me. Right. And, you know, we love you and be around us. Okay, let's move along. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand that either but we go back to daryl and rick driving down the road and the music's still blaring and now they went straight at this four-way intersection but then they saw i guess they saw the barn the sorghum place the sorghum barn and so they threw the car in reverse backed up and went to To the sorghum barn yep checked it out opened it up and jackpot yeah, they find this truck. Now, this was obviously a truck that somebody had loaded up to take somewhere take because somewhere it was filled it. with yep. with a plethora of all different kind of perfect stuff, including sorghum. There was sorghum? I think so. How do you know? I'm just, you know, You're it's a sorghum barn. Oh. Um, It'd be a tragedy if they weren't sorghum in the truck inside the sorghum barn. I don't think Abraham wanted like the liquid sorghum, like what we think of as sorghum. You mean Eugene? Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. Sorry. I think he did. Mm-mm. No. I think he was talking about, wasn't he talking about like the plant? He didn't want plants. The seed? He didn't want seed. Is there sorghum seed? I think you just need to stop right there before you embarrass yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, we just need to move along. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you might be right, but, but see, I'll cut it out if... I was wrong. They get the truck started, and they head back, and they stop at this gas station to get Denise's soda because they see a vending machine. 
they can't get the vending machine open. They hook it up. They chain it up to the truck and go pull it. And yeah, all turn it stuff. over where they can get in it. Right. Just as they're getting in it, they get bumped into by this uh, passerby. Right. By um, Paul. Yeah, Paul Jesus Rovia is... Where do they come up with these names? I don't know. Is his name in this? But he, he tells them that he was just running from from walkers. Right. So they believe him, and Rick wants to vet him, and Daryl is just not having any vetting yeah, of anybody. Yeah, they, they flipped their roles. Rick used to be the, the cold callous. We're not taking any people, and Daryl was on the you know the expeditions with uh, what was that guy's name um, that was all, that, that discovered them and brought them to Alexandria. Remember? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, he was out with him. Remember, he, he would go out with him looking for people and uh he got he got kind of uh sensitized to that and now the roles have changed daryl doesn't want any new people and rick wants to give people a chance but we saw what happened with rick rick did the switch with carl remember last week he said now he, he saw deanna's vision oh oh right that's right that's a great point but where did daryl's conversion come do we know? Am I just not remembering? I think with the uh, with the attack of the wolves, I think that's probably what okay. what turned him just against everybody. Plus the interaction with uh, Negan's band of minions, and he's just he's just done with it. He doesn't well, he, right, right. He doesn't Negan's, trust anybody, and he's just you know Negan's guys, and then that running in the woods too. Oh, yeah, exactly. With everybody and the yes. people that he wanted yeah. to trust. He's and had they... three back-to-back bad experiences. Right, with, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's funny that they've, that they've flip-flopped on it. But it turns out that this Paul dude is, he's pretty slick. He's pretty tough, too. He takes, he he had ran into Rick to, to swap his keys. And then he throws firecrackers in a trash can to lead them away, thinking there's gunfire going on somewhere. And then he steals the truck, drives off with the concessions, and throws their bag out the window. For as as he's leaving, right? So you know he's not all bad. Not trying to take everything. Mm-mm. I wonder where he was going with that truck, though. Well, yeah. We'll find out next episode. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I know. Um. Then we change scenes, and Spencer is facing a walker with his shovel, and Michonne comes up, and she kills the walker, and they go into this whole big thing about why he's out there and that he's got a home. I guess they're regrouping after losing everything that they've lost recently, right? Because Spencer's all tore up, and... Well, there's a little bit of a theme going on here, too. You're right. Um, there's a bonding of people. This this is a real emotional and relational uh, episode. First, with I think Maggie reaching out to Enid and telling her that you know she's she's family, and then now you have Michonne in the woods caring for Spencer. Right. And then later on, we'll have another example of this when Carl tells Michonne that she's family. And we also have another example with Rick reminding Daryl of his natural tendencies 
You wouldn't have left him in a tree. Right. You wouldn't have done that. That's not you. And, uh, and right. so it's it's kind of a this is more this is kind of a touchy feely episode. I didn't realize they had slipped a girly episode in on me, but now it's all becoming clear. Is that what it is? That's what's happened. It was a this was a chick a Walking Dead chick flick. Okay. Um. But Spencer asked to be left alone, and Michonne, she follows him. She's going to stay with him. Right. Of course, Spencer's capable, probably. Now. He's, yeah, of handling Well, they've all been there. baptized by fire during that. They've all you know, been When they vetted. came out and, and fought that sure. night. Yeah. But, you know, I guess she feels like, why would I leave him alone? You know, I'm out here. And then we see Carl and Enid, and they're walking through the woods, and... Enid finds a deflated balloon with a note, but it was wet, so she can't read the note. But she says that still the note says something. It says that they're not alone because the balloon's not old. And I thought that was pretty astute for for somebody young. Right, because I don't know if I would have thought of that. But But she's right. If there was a note attached to a balloon... And the balloon wasn't old, then that does mean they're not alone. That means that balloons can travel great distances. But either way, you well, know, they know there's other people. Right, right. But I mean, other people with helium tanks. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe other civilization type. There places. may be entire camps that all they have is right. helium tanks. <laughs> And they're looking for, you know... To trade. Yeah, like for Kansas Spam. There you go. Um, but she asked why they're coming out there, and uh, he said it's what kids do. And then she points out that they're not kids. And I don't think they've been kids for a long time. Do you? No. I mean, I don't... No, I the think end that, of their innocence yeah, was, was a while back. Stole their childhood long ago. But we go back to Rick and Daryl, and they're running down the road after the truck. They're running after the truck. Sure, they're following the uh, the evidence of the of the truck right. path as far as they can. Right. They're, they're trying to find it. And right. They, and they do. Right. Well, they come across the vending machine, and Daryl breaks into it and um, explains that that was a special request from Denise. And Rick says there's still people out out there, and they should bring them in. But they agreed, not this guy. Yeah. Um, they drink some orange crush and take off running again. <laughs> Daryl takes the orange crush out of the machine. Um, and then we go to a commercial. And in this commercial, we see Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead. It's coming back on April 10th. Um, and those of you that don't know, Mike and I do a Fear podcast here on Tribal Rant. And there's still plenty of time to go back and watch season one before season two comes on. And you can go back and listen to our six episodes on Tribal Rant of Fear the Walking prequel. Was that our first? Did I mention I had an uncomfortable seat? You did. Okay. Yeah, you said that. It was maybe our first, and it uh, our first podcast. And um, if you think we're bad now, go back and listen to us. Then. I'm going to sing. Um, but be sure and check that out if you're so inclined. If you like The Walking Dead, they're supposed to be showing us how it started. We'll see. We weren't. Overly impressed, but we're still optimistic. Yeah, the first season, I didn't, I was not. First season's always hard. No, the first couple episodes are always hard. Yeah. 
Well, we go back and Carl and Enid are eating, looking at magazines, sitting in the woods, and they hear something. And they realize it's Michonne and Spencer. So they see that. Um, but Michonne and Spencer didn't see them. Right. And later, Michonne sees Carl, and Carl doesn't see her. Right. Yeah. I would think Michonne would have seen them. Uh, they're pretty tuned in to their surroundings, so right. yeah, that that does seem... Because, I mean, they were really just like right that there. That seems a little unbelievable. Enid tells them that she doesn't want to come out there anymore, and Carl gets up and gathers her stuff and says okay and walks away, and as they're walking back, they see a zombie. And... They figure out who it is, and we don't know at this point. No. But they figure out who it is, and they're both, like, stunned and shocked, and it answers some questions that that we had. And Carl will not kill the zombie. He pushes the zombie away, and he gets really upset with Enid when she tells him to kill kill it, and and he yeah, won't. He grabs her by the arm. She yeah. goes in for the kill, and he, he pulls her back, and she gets really pissed off, starts flipping her hair around, and... Getting that look on her face. She goes and leaves. Well, he made her mad. See, well, I, I thought he was... I thought, I thought I got, I got it. you know, Carl's pretty cool. He, he says, uh, you said you didn't want to be out here anyway, so go home. Yeah, but should he really let her walk back by herself? No, 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 I don't think so, but... I don't either. But um, he, he, he wanted to get rid of her. He wanted to get, uh, I think, Deanna back to... Uh, yeah, the zombie turns out to be Deanna. Yeah. And he wanted to Get lead her back to back. Spencer. Yeah, so that they That's could... That's what he wanted to do. So they could give her a but dignified end. But we didn't know any of that at this point. We just knew that he was being really right. harsh with Enid. And we, you know, I even made a note, are we supposed to know who that zombie was? Because we didn't at this point. But then we go back to Rick and Daryl, and they're running down the road, and luck upon luck... The flat tire on the truck... Save the day. And Rick goes up and grabs the guy. Yeah, and but this guy's Jackie Chan, man. He starts jumping around like a spider monkey. <laughs> He's um, Paul doesn't give in very easily, and he can almost take Rick and Daryl both two on one until he realizes that they have a gun. He has two guns. They have in his guns, face. right? But I mean, other than that, this guy's not. I mean. Daryl and Rick are two of the toughest that we've got, right? And this one guy was taking them on, physically taking them on. I told you, he's Jackie Chan. I mean, we've still got Abraham, and we've got some other, you know, serious contenders back at camp. But but he was was pretty good. But they show him that that they do actually have ammunition, which he seems a little surprised about. He thought they just had guns without ammunition. He should have been able at that being that close to see, like when you're that close to a revolver, you can see the ammunition in the uh, open ends of the cylinders that uh, that are exposed to you, that are exposed to the air. So Maybe he's nearsighted. He should have been. He didn't have a, any glasses on. Well, it's hard to find an optometrist. And it would have been real hard. He, he would have needed it if they had shot his eyes out. But yeah. the, he, um, yeah, he could have seen those. He could have well, seen the rims. Well, they tie him up, and they're going to leave him on the side of the road. And he's like, you're not going to leave me here tied up. And they're like, yeah, you'll be able to get out. Him a, they say, here, if you're thirsty, and flips him a can of, or a half a can of Orange Crush. That's perfect. <coughs> was it a half a can? I thought it was oh, a full maybe can. I don't know. Yeah, because he shook it up, remember? Yeah. 
He shook him up a can and threw it to him. So when he opened it to have something to drink, it would spew all over him. Yeah. It was funny because we watched that twice and you laughed both times out loud. I noticed <laughs> I that. It was great. Daryl flips him off as they're leaving, calls <laughs> See, him a name. That's why I know Daryl's from around here. Then we Daryl could be one of my cousins. <laughs> Maybe. I promise. Then we go to a commercial and we come back. And now Rick's got the music blaring from the truck as they're headed back. Uh, they're sharing a candy bar and they stop at a, this barn. But as they do, they hear something on the roof of the truck. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> Jesus. It, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Rick hits the brakes, and here he goes, yep. flying off the front of the truck. And they start trying to to hurt him, sheepdog him. Wouldn't it have been better had they just put the truck in reverse and went home? Or no, would he have followed them? What, what, were they worried about something? I, I don't You're right. I mean, at that point, he's off the truck, and he's taken off, and he's he's they can see him. They can put the truck in reverse, and they can drive away, and he cannot follow them. No way he can follow them. So just leave. What was he doing on top of the truck? With your stuff. He was going with them. He wanted to go back to their home? Sure, he wanted to go. He just wanted to go. Yeah, didn't want to be left out there. But how quickly he got from being tied up to up on top of that truck. He's got skills. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a contender, we can tell. But it it was funny. I mean, I even wrote down that. I mean, it was laughable when he hit the brakes and this body just goes poof off the front of the truck. And all I could think was it was some kind of trap, that that's why he had made that noise up on top of the truck to get them to stop there. I kept thinking there was going to be some kind of trap in this area. But, I mean, of course, that wasn't how it worked out. But there's walkers everywhere that suddenly right at this moment break off their ropes. Well, they're motivated to strain against the ropes at this moment. They haven't been motivated, you know, by anything probably. But why were there walkers tied to vehicles in uh, this who knows? area? I mean Michelle used to, to, to tie them to, you know, cut their arms off and they're knock their But their, she did that for a reason. There was a reason for that. Yep, yeah, I understand. Well maybe there was a reason for I tie, know. tying these people to that truck and we just don't know about No, it. but that that's what I'm saying. That kind of stuff it made me kind of nervous. It felt very much like a trap or something. How it was I set up there. I see what you're there. saying. You're um, just distrustful by nature. I was a nervous wreck <laughs> during the whole thing, and it ended up being nothing. Yeah, funny. But there's walkers everywhere. The guy runs off, and he tries to get back in the truck, and Daryl jumps out of the truck, and Daryl's chasing him, and they're doing this back and forth, and it's comical. Looks like I keep waiting on the road runner to come up and, you know, blow up something in front of them and beep beep and run off. I mean, that's what I kept waiting, you know, Wally Coyote to come up and something to happen, you know, acne explosive. I, it, it was funny what was going on, how they were throwing the truck around and Daryl was running and dodging and the guy was Kinda running. Like Duke's a hazardish. It was. It was. <clears throat> But they end up getting in a pretty serious fight. Now, the guy gets Daryl's gut. The guy gets back in the truck, Paul. Jesus. What are we going to call him? Paul? Jesus? Call him Jesus. Jesus gets back in the truck. That's I can't do that. I don't know if I can do that. But he gets back in the truck, and he gets Daryl's gun. And there's a walker right coming up on Daryl. And he tells he holds the gun out, and Daryl thinks it's a him. And he tells Daryl to duck, and he shoots the zombie. He doesn't... He could have... He could have shot Daryl. He could have shot Daryl. And then Daryl, being my cousin, takes the gun away from him that's being pointed at him and hits him in the mouth. Yeah, and says, that's my gun. 
The truck starts rolling. Daryl and Paul fall out, but the door hits Paul in the head. The Jesus, Paul, Paul Jesus, I'll call him, in the head and knocks him out. And the truck rolls backwards into a lake, and they lose everything, everything that was in that truck. The truck rolls into the middle of the lake and sinks. It does, and Daryl wants to leave the guy on the ground. He wants to leave Paul Jesus on the ground, but... No, he wants to put him in a tree. Well, no, he wants to leave him on the ground. And Rick says, you're not going to leave him there like that. And he says, well, I'll put him in a tree. And um, then we go back, and Spencer is asking Michonne why she's still following him. And he goes into this, he goes in... He goes into this whole thing saying he has no life back there, and she does. But he said he's trying to have a life. He's trying to do this, but um, and she's trying to help him, and he says she can't help him. And then they hear something, and Carl has led Deanna back to Spencer. Right. So Spencer can find her, and that's why we find out Spencer's been out there looking for his mom. He thought he saw her that night. And if you'll remember, we, we had talked about it. One of the girls asked us, they said, she used all five bullets. Remember, there's five bullets, and she used all five on the zombies. You heard them, bam, 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 bam. Why would you not keep the one bullet in that situation, which was what she had intended for, for herself? Keep you from becoming a zombie. To keep, even if you didn't want to do it selfishly, do it selflessly so you're own children aren't going to have to hunt you down or so maybe you don't go after them someday or somebody that you love in this realm that's a good point but she didn't and she was running around and one of the girls asked us you know did we ever find out what happened with Deanna and of course we didn't but now we know but Spencer kills her and explains that that's why he had been out there looking for her. so that explained all that and then we go to commercial and we come back and Michonne and Spencer They've buried Deanna, and they uh, carved a D in the tree to mark her gravesite. And Spencer's saying that his mom left him a note saying that he knew his way. He knew the way, his his way, and but he says he never did. And Michonne says she's been chasing him all over the woods, and he's family. Don't he realize by now that, you know, this is family, and he is home. He has a home. So then we go back to the guys. They're driving back, and Daryl's sitting in the back with... Paul Jesus, yeah. who's passed out, and Rick, well, Rick's doing it. Did you see oh, Rick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick? yeah, he's jerking the wheel yeah. to make him fall over <laughs> on him. He's looking back there. It's uh, just still all fun and games fun, to everybody. Yeah. I know, and it's making Daryl mad because this guy's passed out, knocked out head, is falling over on him. And Rick's telling him that he wouldn't have left him, and Daryl's assuring him that, that he would. Then Carl's teaching Judith the constellations back at the house. And Michonne comes up and she says she saw him. I don't think Spencer saw Carl lead his mom back to him. But she says, Carl, why'd you do that? That was stupid. You know, either kill her or leave her. But don't do not do that. And that was a pretty touching moment, didn't you think? Where Carl tells uh, Michonne that he would have done the same for her. Right, that... Uh, family and should have killed her. you would have done her. the same thing. That's what he tells yeah. I think. You would have done the same thing. Because, and that he would have done it for her. Right. Because you're family. Right. So he's, we're getting this whole family thing. So they hug. And I think that this episode was set up. 
I think they have to do these episodes sometimes because they show us what the people lose and what they miss. You know, if they never showed us any closeness or never showed us any tenderness between these characters or feelings or anything like that, a lot of people feel like this stuff is unnecessary and we just need the blood and gore and guts and all that the whole time. But if they never show us how close these people are getting to one another, then they can't take that away from us. They can't rip that, rip out our hearts and stomp them in the ground like they did with Glenn, that we're still not over, by the way, and may not get over. We haven't Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, they can't, uh, there's not as much shock value. Right. Right. Well, you you don't feel the the same draw to the characters. Well, if they make an emotional connection, you feel. Sure. You experience the emotional connection. So you. Your emotional loss is that much greater sure. whenever somebody is uh, removed. So they're doing this to hurt us, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we need to write them a strong strongly word worded letter. letter. Yeah, strongly yeah. worded letter. Rick and sulky Daryl and Paul Jesus are driving back home, and Daryl says that Rick was right about not wanting to look for people anymore, and Rick says, no, Daryl was right. And so they're, they kind of do no, that I little... I love you more. No, I love you more. <laughs> no, I love you more. They go in carrying uh, Tata knocked out Paul Jesus into Dr. Denise. And then we see him in the cell area. And they leave him tied up with a note. And I couldn't figure out what was on the note and a glass of water. I couldn't either. Rick, as they're walking out, Rick says it's, it was stupid of them to go out there. And Daryl agrees. And Daryl says, so we're going again tomorrow. And Rick says, yep. yep. <laughs> so just light-hearted... Um, Mayberry kind of situation. And then we go to Rick, and he's at home. He flops down on the couch, and here comes Michonne. She's showing him Judith on the monitor, and they Rick starts talking about his day, but he doesn't really want to talk about it. And Michonne says she doesn't want to talk about her day either, and she doesn't tell him about finding Deanna yet. So she's got, you know, some stuff to tell, too. Rick says he couldn't get the toothpaste because it's in the bottom of a lake. And, um, he gives her some lifesavers. Yeah, some mints. And as he's handing her the mints and patting her hand, they start to hold hands. They start sharing their moment. And finally, slowly yeah. kiss. And more. And we found out on the Talking Dead afterward that it was actually their first kiss. They did not practice that ahead of time. Oh, really? Yeah, Michonne was on the Talking Dead uh, right after this went off, and that's what she said. So that that's was interesting. Yeah, she said they. Um, that's just how they did it. So we switch scenes, and Rick and Michonne are naked in bed. And did you notice that on Rick's side of the bed, they've got like just a sheet, kind of like strategically draped, and. On Rick's side of the bed, on his end table, there's a gun. It's a real barren room. And on Michonne's side, it's her, her uh, sort propped up. It was funny because that was like what, what was on either side that you know you have. I mean, what do what do we have? A uh, sleep apnea machine and a lamp. <laughs> you know, we some essential oil. <laughs> we have glass essential of water, oil, right? Glass yeah. of water a, and alarm clock, in. a book. You know, and they've got this other stuff. It's it's a different world, but they jerk awake, and Paul Jesus is holding a gun on Michonne and saying that they need to talk. And that's how it goes off. And next week we see issues with Paul. That's what we see. That's pretty much what they showed us. 
So, um It'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean I think the storyline's pretty good. I know a lot of people didn't like this episode as much. I liked it. It was really different. Um, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It's supposed to be entertaining, and it was. It was entertaining. It wasn't uh, poorly done. It was entertaining. No, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was so different. It was so different that I didn't trust a second of it, but that's my nature. And so I was suspicious the whole time that something terrible was going to go on, and it didn't. So watching it the second time, I was much more relaxed. (laughs) Watching it the second time, I was really relaxed. It was pretty good. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN. And guys, guess who got a Twitter? I have a Twitter. Mike got a Twitter. Do you want to tell everybody your new Twitter name, Mike? It's original. It's true. My Twitter name is... No, I want to do something totally out from Michelle, totally different. So I did Mike from TN. So you can reach me at Mike from TN. <laughs> yeah, guys, so tweet Mike and welcome him to Twitter. And if you have anything to say to him about the podcast or about Tribal Rant or <laughs> or about anything. But be nice because, you know. Because he gets his feelings hurt very easily. So tweet Mike at Mike from TN. And welcome him on board. Finally, he finally did it. Dun, dun, dun. You'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. If you guys don't know, ratings are the best way to help us get the word out about our podcast. We love them and we love doing them and it would really help us out if you would just jot down a quick review for us if you feel so inclined and like what we're doing. It makes a big difference. And of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback always. So if you don't have anything else, we'll be back on Wednesday night for... um, Survivor. We've yep. got our Survivor podcast out now. Um, the tribe has spoken here on TribalRant.com. Anything else? Uh, I think we're going to do that. Uh, just Tribal Rant, Tribal Rant. Yeah, we're thinking about doing like a daily, or not a daily, but a, as needed. Yeah, an occasional, couple times a week, maybe just a little morning what's going on in the world just a little something to keep us from getting rusty particularly in the off seasons and stuff like that but but also as a way just to chat and see if you guys have any interest in it and if it's any good so we're gonna probably try something like that and then we got some other stuff coming up so we're really excited about it but tune in on wednesday if you like survivor or we'll probably have it up on thursday and um if not then we'll see you back here early next week for the walking dead the walking og Okay, fantastic. Okay, see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and I would said that we were going to have a spoiler on this episode. If you're not interested in anything that goes on in the comic books, which may or may not, the show may or may not follow, then you're going to want to turn it off now. If you want to hear the spoiler, then understand that it may or may not be something that's in that they incorporate in the show they do sometimes sometimes they don't but there was a uh, a character in the comic books named Paul Monroe and he was more commonly known as Jesus he's a real main character that comes in and the only thing that 
I knew about him because I didn't read a whole lot about it, but I just thought it would be interesting because I had heard that there was this character in there. I want, I, I was curious if he was maybe like a Negan character or something like that in disguise or something. But mm-hmm. from what, from the best I could understand and from what I heard was there is another colony of people. It's a big colony of people, and he's from there. And he in in the comic books and he and Rick like form this really kind of loyal uh you know what's the word for it cooperative yeah so they really help one another he's supposed to be extremely uh agile and he has like houdini skills he can escape from anything he's very uh good with his fighting and stuff like that and he's evidently like this really great ally to have with this other community that's set up now whether that'll end up playing out and whether i even got that right or not i don't know because i heard some different stuff but um it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on this to see if that's the same thing or not what do you think um i didn't know anything about it i'm just as spoiled as everybody else So, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. And I don't usually do the comic stuff. And maybe there's good reason for that. Because I'm not a comic book reader, so I don't know a lot about it. But I did know that much. So, I thought since I knew that, I would share it with you guys. So, until next time. Uh, Until next time.